The Shadow Diaries from Studio 71 and Snarled Entertainment. I was back at the forum. In fact, it was like I had never left. You saw this was going to happen, and you just stood there and let that girl fall to her death? Then came Trevor, his skin necrotic back from the dead. He walked towards me, pointing. I warned you, but you didn't listen. Her blood is on your hands. Priya stepped in, coming to my defense. Don't worry, babe. We all sacrificed something for Princess Eliza. And now that she has you, we can all have fun with you. <laughs> oh, thank God. It was only a dream. But it felt so real. It was hard to shake. More tragedy follows the troubled tour of pop singer Eliza Gold as chaos broke out in the audience. Cell phone video captures the harrowing moment a fan was forced over the balcony. And the news coverage of last night's tragedy wasn't helping. Ugh, it wasn't even 9am and I already needed a serious brain break. I can't remember where I was going exactly. I think outside for a breath of fresh air. More like stagnant, hot Arizona air. But nonetheless, I found myself stopping by Eliza's room, where the door was a crack open. Eliza? Are you in here? Hello? As I made my way into the bedroom, there was still no sign of her. Maybe I should leave. Not sure how it would look. But I was concerned. Last night was fucking crazy. I knew Eliza was shook, and we were friends now. She wasn't just an assignment. So I went for the bathroom. If you're in there, I hope you're decent. Huh. She wasn't in the bathroom either. Just a few pieces of her outfit from last night's show hung on the towel rack. They were still dirty. I could smell Eliza all over them. A mix of sweat and her favorite Lilabo perfume. The smell was strangely comforting. Like a big warm hug from someone you truly love. Looking for Eliza? Oh, Marilyn, hi. I didn't see you there. I love how close you two are getting. Really? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, we just met. But I feel like I've known her my whole life. Hmm, that's cute. Did Eliza tell you anything weird? Like what? <laughs> Look, I get it. You're Eliza's new BFF. She tends to go all in with people, sometimes oversharing, if you know what I mean. Uh, sure. Uh, she told me some things, but I... Which I'm sure Dr. Summers explained. <laughs> A little. Anyways, I just came to check on her after last night. Oh, the girl that fell. Yeah, it's tragic. You know, sadly, the bigger the artist, the crazier the fans. And these things tend to happen more than you might think. Do me a favor, dear. Look into my eyes. Excuse me? Is there an issue? No. Good. I looked into Marilyn's eyes and got stuck there, with the feeling she could see deep within me. 
You see, Shayna, as one of Eliza's trusted advisors and newest member of the girl gang, it is imperative that you and I be on the same page and that we work together to make sure Eliza is seen clearly. Because even though she might not show it, Eliza loves this life. And she knows it is her destiny. One that we all have to see through for her. In that spirit, we must band together to always work in her best interest. Like one big family. A family dedicated to keeping her career on course. Eliza's success is more than just our business. It's our lifeblood, our beginning and our end. Am I being clear? Yes. Awesome. Now the crew is having breakfast downstairs in the diner. I had the chef prepare something special just for you. I found myself in the hotel dining hall, sitting in front of a frittata I didn't even remember ordering. I couldn't even remember how I got there. I was dazed. Did I sleepwalk? I haven't had a history of that sort of thing. A sudden shiver ran down my spine. I felt clammy, cold. I picked up a spoon and saw my reflection in its metal surface. Upside down, fish-eyed and distorted. Even though it wasn't a perfect mirror, it didn't have to be for me to know that I looked pale. Something wasn't right. I turned to see Geo, a roadie. A familiar face I've seen now and again. We haven't had a ton of interaction thus far, so I was caught off guard when he called out my name. Shayna. And looked up to find myself sitting at the roadie's table. What are you doing at our table? Yeah, never seen you eat with the riffraff before. Uh, well, I wanted to sit here with you guys. You look like a ghost. What? He said you look like a ghost. Yeah, um, I, I had a bad night's sleep. That'll happen on the road. The Highway Blues. Highway Blues? What's that? On the road for this amount of time, your lifestyle changes entirely. Your health goes down the toilet. Your sleep schedule turns to a vampire's. It's exhausting. You have to learn to adapt to it or else, you know, you kind of just end up going crazy. I think what my friend here is trying to say is, you gotta take care of yourself out here. We'd hate to lose another one. Shayna, hello? You in there? Uh, yeah, sorry. Is it just me or is it hot in here? It's just you. You gonna eat that frittata? Uh, um, uh, I'm, I'm gonna take it to go. Sweat had formed on my brow, and I felt dizzy as I stood up from the table and darted out of the dining hall. I'm sure the guys thought I was off my rocker. I didn't care. I felt sick to my stomach. I stumbled down the hallway as my center of gravity began to slide back and forth. If someone had seen me, they would have thought I was just getting back from an all-night bender. I used the walls to maintain my balance until I finally made it back to my room, where I burst inside, ducked into the bathroom, fell to my knees, and... It all came up, like an exorcism expelling whatever waste was deep inside me. When it subsided, I sat back against the shower, wiped my mouth. The fever had broken. I regained my composure, looked around in disgust sitting in my own slop. I saw the frittata turned over on the bathroom floor. Oh, gross. I threw it away. 
Even though I was feeling better, I didn't want to push it. I needed to try to rest up a bit before getting my day on, so I did what any sick kid does. Flipped on the TV. Heaven's prison. Come see. To find yet another Eliza story. Hashtag urge. It's the latest dangerous trend caused by pop star Eliza Gold's new hit single, Urge. Already the center of controversy, as a death occurred on set during filming of the music video for the song, teens are suddenly flocking to make urge videos on their own social accounts, using Gold's song to justify acts of vandalism, risk-taking, and violence. This disturbing viral video challenge has resulted in multiple injuries and property destruction. For more on this story, we go to Salt Lake City, Utah, where Sandy Wilson is live. Thanks, Todd. We're on the scene here in Salt Lake where two teens crashed their car into the front lobby of their high school this morning while listening to Eliza Gold's song, Urge. A live streaming video of the incident was captured on the driver's social media account as the car jumped the curve flying through the air. Luckily, no one was injured, but these troubling events have the public rightfully wondering, is what we're seeing merely a dangerous viral video trend or something more sinister? I knew the angle they were playing. It was a classic move by the news media and society at large to blame musicians for corrupting the youth. My point is, people can scapegoat all they want, but songs don't kill people. People do. Urge was supposed to be inspirational. It's about breaking free of our mental programming, right? As I sat there in silence, I couldn't help but wonder, how many tragic coincidences were too many? Was it just another case of dumb kids using an influencer as the excuse? Or was this string of fatal accidents somehow a product of a sinister influence in Eliza's new music? And if it was, who was behind it? Someone on Eliza's team? Marilyn? Eliza herself? The shadowy group known only as the Divinity? My mind raced. The paranoia was back. My rational mind tried to quell my thoughts, but I just couldn't shake the feeling. I needed to clear my head. I needed... Welcome to the Spa at the Phoenician. I followed a stone path through the atrium past a Japanese rock garden, perfectly raked into an arched stone entryway, lit by a pair of torches, which I thought must lead to the reception desk. But instead, I found myself in a network of dark halls, leading to different private rooms. Uh, excuse me. I turned to find a masseuse. Where did she come from? Can I help you? I'm here for a massage. Down the hall to the right. It grew darker and darker as I continued down the passage. Only a few torches lit the way. It was like the kind of cave Indiana Jones would explore. I tried doors, looking for my masseuse, peeking into each room as I passed. People were getting worked, with all sorts of odd techniques. Hot stones, cupping. One woman had steaming water poured on her head. A man in the next room was being beaten repeatedly with a palm frond. People actually pay for this stuff? 
My mind was blown. I moved on down the hall, concerned my masseuse was a no-show, when I heard what I thought was the music picking back up. As I continued onwards, it got louder and louder, until I realized it wasn't coming from the sound system. I glanced into the candlelit room to see people hovering around a person lying flat, face up on the massage table, chanting. They were all holding hands, wearing turbans, their faces partially covered by dark masks tied over their eyes. I felt like I was witnessing a sacred ceremony. I strained to see who it was on the table when one of them turned and looked at me through the eye holes of his mask. He thrusted toward me, reaching for the door, and I glimpsed a diamond-encrusted watch that looked just like Dr. Summers. His eyes stared wide at me in a glowy, greenish hue. I doubled back in a panic, trying to discern what the hell was happening when I felt someone grab my shoulder. The door to the room shut as I stepped back into the hallway to find... Russell? It was Eliza's lead bodyguard. He had his shirt off, belly out, and his swim trunks and sandals. Here, day off, huh? Yeah, me too. I just got some great shiatsu, and now I'm about to hit the pool. Are you Shayna for the 1.30? Uh, uh, yes. Hey, enjoy it already. I'll catch you later, Shayna. Stay safe. As my masseuse started off, I glanced around the corner back at the room. With the door shut, the chanting was inaudible. I was speechless. But rather than try to explain the unexplainable, I decided to chalk it up to some woo-woo spa treatment. So <laughs> things rich people pay for. I entered the massage room and shed my clothing while the masseuse waited outside. I laid face down on the massage bed, wrapping myself under the sheet. Finally, peace and quiet. I closed my eyes and let the music relax me. I hadn't felt this tranquil in days. I tried to clear my mind as I focused on fully relaxing. I breathed in and out, but couldn't get the vision of Dr. Summers out of my head. And lingering over all of this, where was Liza? I hadn't seen the face of the person on the table in the treatment room with Dr. Summers. Could it have been her? Shayna. I cracked open an eye. A place that was supposed to be soothing started to feel rather chilling, having heard my name a second time. Shayna. Is someone there? A shadow came over my bed. I was paralyzed. Was it Dr. Summers coming to cover up his secret? I could almost feel his halitotic breath hanging over me, and from the corner of my eye I was certain I could make out the weird mask and turban he was wearing, when a pair of hands grabbed my back. Surprise! <gasps> Jesus, Priya, you scared me. What are you doing here? I saw you booked a solo. Thought I would crash. Don't worry, I paid for us both. My treat. Oh, you shouldn't have. I heard these massages are legendary. Nice. Want to come up to my room and chill after this? We can watch a movie, order some room service, charge it to Eliza, get to know each other a little better. Dancers are totally uninhibited, so it didn't come as a surprise when Priya dropped her robe and lay herself down butt naked on the massage table. But with the invite to her room... I began to wonder, was she fully coming on to me? Or was I imagining things again? Whatever the case, at least it was a diversion from the horror show that had been playing out in my cerebral cortex since this morning. 
as the masseuses came into the room and began to work their magic. Suddenly things had really turned around for the better. Whatever Priya's intentions, I was just grateful to have someone to hang with that didn't give me the heebie-jeebies. I relaxed into the bed and felt a rush of good energy from the masseuse's hands, working out the stress from my upper back and shoulders. <sighs> Maybe this day was going to be chill after all. I got back to my room, put on something cozy, and then it was off to Priya's. Whatever. I was bored, and worst case scenario, we could watch a crappy rom-com and pig out on room service. Come in, girlfriend. Oh, look at your cute PJs. I should have known, considering the way today was going, that Priya would not be in her PJs, but dolled up to the nines for a night out in a vintage slip and a black silk robe. She looked like a movie star from the 50s. I looked like a garbage person. Am I underdressed? I thought we were staying in. We are. But then I ordered this $500 bottle at Cristal and figured we should probably invite some other peeps. Here, let me get you a glass. Oh, uh, thanks. Should I ch change? How about a toast? Uh, okay. Uh, to health, to friendship, to happiness, and... Wait, 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 wait. Okay, I have something I want to say, too. Uh, oh, okay, sure. A toast to all of the fallen angels, the misfits, the renegades, and vagabonds. United, we seek the taste of paradise and divine wisdom. We are one family, forever and ever. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, a one family. I haven't heard that one. What's it from? The toast? Just a little devotional we like to share with friends. We? Speaking of sharing, I almost forgot. I have a little surprise for you. You do? It's nothing big, so don't get too excited. Oh, you didn't have to get me anything. Priya smiled for her dresser and handed me the little red box. Just a little something from all of us to you. I opened it up to find a silver necklace. The pendant was metal, sculpted into three shapes, a half moon, a closed circle, and another closed loop with a black round stone in the middle. Dope, right? Yeah, super dope. This is for the tour. For those of us who are family, the core, we each wear one. Why? I, I mean, what does it mean? It's called bonding, silly. It's just a totem to remember us by. This thing we're doing right now, touring the USA, is something everyone dreams about when they're a kid. And we are so lucky we get to live it. There's only so many of us who will understand what this life is all about. So... This little token, it bonds us. It looks beautiful on you. Just lovely. Another one in the family. Here, have a look in the mirror. Is this black opal? Hell yeah, good eye. Jesus. How much did this cost? No idea, babe. It's a gift from Eliza and all of us. Oh, shit. Now I really feel like I owe her. I owe all of you. You'll return the favor sometime. I know it. So, what are you thinking for tonight? Should we go out? Show off that new necklace? Uh, sure. I guess I'll finish this and get changed. Yeah, girl, take your time. I'll just be putting my face on. Priya moved to the bathroom and grabbed an eyeliner. 
I started to have a hot flash sensation and wondered if those few sips of champagne had already done me in. I left the glass behind, took a seat on the couch, and tried to ground myself. But all I could think about was the air conditioning unit hissing behind me. It was incessant, almost sinister. I got up to shut off the AC, but to my surprise, it wasn't even running. I did notice the window was open. Maybe that's where the hissing was coming from. I slammed it shut. I turned around and saw my champagne glass shattered on the floor. Priya? What was happening to me? I started to breathe heavily. I, It felt like someone was messing with me. Was it my new necklace? All of this had started moments after I put it on. Or was it something in the champagne? Maybe this whole family thing was a setup? I was getting too close to Eliza and they had needed to make sure I was one of them? Priya? Do you have, like, a pet in the closet? I moved toward the closet, thumping continuing, placed my hand on the knob, and felt it move. The door was opening on its own. Terrified, I leaned in and held it shut. What the hell is going on in here? Who's doing this? This isn't funny! Kriya! The force behind the door increased, and I wasn't sure how much longer I could hold it. That's when I felt this cold hand grabbed me, clawed nails latching into my arm, the shadow man. Ah! I ran back to my room. I couldn't take any more surprises for the evening. I wanted to lock myself in my room and never come out. First thing I did back in my room was take off the necklace Priya gave me. I didn't even want to look at it. And I know it's crazy to say, but I immediately felt better, like a weight fell off my shoulders. Homeostasis restored. The next thing I did was flip open my laptop to do some digging on this pendant. I've never really believed in astrology or crystals or talismans. It was all too superstitious for me. I needed a scientific explanation of what that black rock in the middle loop had made me feel. An online search for black opal suggested it possessed healing qualities. Was I somehow allergic? Or was it not really black opal? Suddenly, I was searching through all the different types of black stones to see if I could match it up with my symptoms, looking for anything that might trigger delusions, psychosis, or paranoia. I searched for hours, but to no avail. Then I remembered what Virgil had said. Beware the evil eye. I didn't know what he meant, but I had heard the phrase before. A quick search jogged my memory. It was an ancient charm people wore to ward off spirits and looked nothing like the totem I'd been given. I opened up my favorites and pulled up the Reddit post from r slash the siren. I hit command F and typed in evil eye, hoping to find a match in the article. There were several hits. I clicked through all the mismatched items until a whole phrase lit up, evil eye. It was a hyperlink. I clicked on it and bam. The photo of this evil eye, although slightly more oblong and weathered, was almost an exact match for the pendant Priya had given me. Now I just needed to figure out what it meant. I went back to the article and read the passage around the hyperlink. The eye controls your mind and your perception of reality. You may experience heightened senses or ringing in your ear, and it will weaken your will. It was fucking crazy that this was all connecting. 
These were the same symptoms I felt. It was all here. Everything. Then I realized. Virgil. I needed to talk to him ASAP. The mailbox is full and cannot accept any messages at this time. Goodbye. I called Virgil five times in a row, with no luck. Damn it, stop playing hard to get. I gave up calling and was going to type up a long DM explaining the situation when... It was from a different number, but at 4 a.m., who else could it be? Virgil? You've got five minutes of my time. Tell me about the evil eye. Virgil? Ah, shit. A new number called me. I answered. Watch what you say on the phone, girl. They're always listening, and I'm gonna run out of burners. Who's they? I know you're in trouble, I feel it. Just a matter of if you still have a chance to get out. Look, dude, I've read all your shit online. I don't need you to scare me more. I'm looking for answers. Like, how does a necklace make someone sick? Uh, Is it toxic? (laughs) Very. How? Uh, What is it made of? It's not the materials that make it toxic. Very funny. Love the woo-woo shit, but let's stick to science here. Who gave it to you? This girl. Is this girl connected to Eliza? Yes. Are you wearing it? Not anymore. When she put it on me, I started experiencing things that weren't happening. Hysteria? Yes, which couldn't be explained by... By science? We can't talk anymore. Virgil, wait, don't... This conversation is not okay for me. Oh, please, please. I'm worried Eliza's under their influence. She's sick, and the people around her aren't helping. Now, I'm not feeling well. Everyone seems like they want to be friends with me, but there's something else happening. Something darker. And I have a story to write, and I don't even know what's real and what isn't or what I'm supposed to write about anymore. I'm losing it. Take the advice that I wish I had years ago and get the hell away from these people before they know that you're onto them. They're there already, Sheena. They already know. The Shadow Diaries, directed by K. Asher Levin, written by K. Asher Levin and Zach Imbrogno, episodes 2, 5, 8, and 9, co-written by Matt Worley, produced by Gail Gilman and K. Asher Levin, edited by Fitz Harris, executive producers Michael Schreiber, Dave DeVries, Stephen Perlstein, and Gail Gilman, starring Madeline Petch as Eliza Gold and Kara Hayward as Shana Secco. Featuring Constant Zimmer as Marilyn Rose, Kay Asher Levin as Chuck, Marquia McCarty as Priya, Clint Howard as Dr. Summers, Lydia Hurst as Christine, Davi Santos as Trevor, Carter Jenkins as Cooper Rose, Gerald Webb as Virgil, co-produced by Andrew Seeley, Josh Falcon, audio engineer, Annalise Nelson, associate producer, music provided by Gramoscope, Mixing by Peter Lipinski. Podcast cover art by Dak Schaefer. Script supervisor, Rebecca Samini. Additional featured voices by Zach Imbrogno, Sarah Lukasowicz, Danny Gonzalez, Patrick Hambrick, Danielle Hootmer, Lauren Stevenson, Marina Ashbar, Zach Justice, 
Brighton Charbino, Saxon Charbino, Jimena Medina, David Warwick, Max Sternbaum, Jack Donnelly, Zeke Thomas, Dustin Moat, Brady Morphy, Sarah Sinsel, Dylan Swimmer, Ella Swimmer, Kira Lukasowicz, and B. Busta.